Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the 13th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. God did not make death, nor does He rejoice in the destruction of the living. For He fashioned all things that they may have being, and the creatures of the world are wholesome. And there is not a destructive drug among them, nor any domain of the netherworld on earth, for justice is undying. For God formed man to be imperishable, the image of his own nature he made him. But by the envy of the devil, death entered the world, and they who belong to his company experience it. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. I will extol you, O Lord, for you drew me clear and did not let my enemies rejoice over me. O Lord, you brought me up from the netherworld. You preserved me from among those going down into the pit. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. Sing praise to the Lord, you his faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger lasts but a moment, a lifetime his goodwill. At nightfall, weeping enters in, but with the dawn, rejoicing. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. Hear, O Lord, and have pity on me. O Lord, be my helper. You changed my mourning into dancing. O Lord, my God, forever will I give you thanks. I will praise you, Lord, for you have rescued me. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, as you excel in every respect, in faith, discourse, knowledge, all earnestness, And in the love we have for you, may you excel in this gracious act also. For you know the gracious act of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, for your sake he became poor, so that by his poverty you might become rich. Not that others should have relief while you are burdened, but that as a matter of equality, your abundance at the present time should supply your needs, so that their abundance may also supply your needs and that there may be equality. As it is written, whoever had much did not have more, and whoever had little did not have less. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him, and he stayed close to the sea. One of the synagogue officials, named Jairus, came forward. Seeing him, he fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him, saying, My daughter is at the point of death. Please come lay your hands on her, that she may get well and live. He went off with him, and a large crowd followed him and pressed upon him. There was a woman afflicted with hemorrhages for twelve years. She had suffered greatly at the hands of many doctors and had spent all that she had. Yet she was not helped, but only grew worse. 
She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. She said, If I but touch his clothes, I shall be cured. Immediately, her flow of blood dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Jesus, aware at once that power had gone out from him, turned around in the crowd and asked, Who has touched my clothes? But his disciples said to Jesus, You see how the crowd is pressing upon us, and yet you ask, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. The woman, realizing what had happened to her, approached in fear and trembling. She fell down before Jesus and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be cured of your affliction. While he was still speaking, people from the synagogue official's house arrived and said, Your daughter has died. Why trouble the teacher any longer? Disregarding the message that was reported, Jesus said to the synagogue official, Do not be afraid. Just have faith. He did not allow anyone to accompany him inside except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they arrived at the house of the synagogue official, he caught sight of a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. So he went in and said to them, Why this commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but asleep. And they ridiculed him. Then he put them all out. He took along the child's mother and father and all those who were with him and entered the room where the child was. He took the child by the hand and said to her, Talithakum, which means, Little girl, I say to you, arise. The girl, a child of twelve, arose immediately and walked around. At that, they were utterly astounded. He gave strict orders that no one should know this and said that she should be given something to eat. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Carla, we are at the 13th Sunday in Ordinary Time, the end of June. Some powerful readings today. And we certainly see a theme that death was contrary to God's plan. Boy, it sure is. Yeah, our reading begins by reminding us that death was not part of God's plan for salvation and that everything God made was perfect and just and that God created man to live forever. God created everything and everything that God created was perfect. God didn't create death and sickness, famine, drought, and natural disasters. All those elements exist as a direct result of the first sin, the fall of man. Exactly. And we see with that that suffering and that death that happens, it's really because we choose to sin, right? We choose against God, primarily through our pride and envy. So, you know, there is suffering and death in this world because that's a consequence of our freely chosen actions, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. And then there's that constant nagging question. Well, why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? Why do we have to suffer? We understand the reason that suffering exists. That's because we live in a broken world and suffering is simply a reality for human beings as the aftermath of sin. But why does God allow it? Now, that's a whole different question. And the answer is a lot more complex than simply it is what it is. 
Human suffering is complex, and there's not a single simple answer. But perhaps that's the way it's supposed to be. Because when we struggle to grasp the mystery about why God allows suffering, we're forced to go deeper, to look beyond the pain and consider how it is that suffering and pain can shape us and help us to grow. Yeah, very true. And, and you, when we're talking about this topic, we realize that God is all-powerful, but we also recognize that God is also all-love. And love, by its definition, is a free will decision and an action. And so, therefore, when God created us, he gave us this free will with the intent of us freely choosing him. And, of course, as we see as uh, Satan and envy and death entered the world, we, of course, didn't always choose that. <laughs> but sometimes we choose against God. But when we choose against God, that's why, of course, we have confession. That's why we have reconciliation, because we live today in a fallen world. We are born with original sin. And that's where, again, the church and the sacraments continually to bring us back to Christ, to bring us back to the church, because he has destined us for eternal life and how important that is. And to kind of put this in contrast, today's reading actually has a number of missing verses. So we're talking right now about the importance of living with charity, the importance of living with truth. If you look at the missing verses, which is chapter 1, verse 16 through chapter 2, verse 22, so there's a big chunk, you will then learn how the ungodly think and read those missing verses. Read this beginning, read the missing verses, and then the end, because when you read these verses, you will see that contrast between living rightly and living in sin. And of course, you'll probably also see a lot of similarities to today's world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's go ahead and move to the second reading. We also are continuing to read from St. Paul to the Corinthians. Yeah, yeah. This reading is taken from St. Paul's letter in which he encourages generosity among the community of believers. And I think it's important to remember that at that time, there were no big social service safety networks in place to house and feed and clothe the poor. And for most of those who couldn't work, you know, street side begging was pretty much the only alternative. And all the virtues that were embraced by Christianity were a relatively new concept. Yeah, very much so. And remember in these words here in this first sentence is how we're supposed to live, how we're supposed to be countercultural, to live with faith, to live with uh, discourse, to live with knowledge and earnestness and love. I really think that defines how we should live in our world today. We should live with truth and charity. And, and that charity is that antidote for that selfishness and that pride and that envy. And it has to be freely given generosity. Remember, forced giving is not charity. Even various forms of socialism is not charity. Charity has to spring from our own free will and be given freely as well. And how important that is what marks us as Christians. Well, let's go ahead and move into the gospel. We have today the gospel of Mark. We have a, a story within a story. I guess I had never heard the term Mark and sandwich before. You got the bread, you know, then the meat and then the bread again. So we've got a little sandwich here of two stories. Okay, well, I'm going to kind of relate this to a conversation I had with my niece, um, who was really bothered that someone close to her agreed to be baptized as a Christian only because the minister at the church that she wanted to be married at refused to officiate for a marriage ceremony unless both parties were baptized Christians. So I asked my niece, well, isn't it true that a lot of people who went to Jesus only did so because they wanted something from him. 
And yes, so we agree that even though going to Jesus just because we want something from him isn't ideal, it is a start. And we never know how that first encounter is going to impact them later in life. And besides, those just wanting something from Jesus, there are also skeptics. You know, they were around back when Jesus walked the earth and they're around today. Some simply come to see Jesus as a kind of, you know, maybe this is a one and done answer to all their problems. And when they discover that being a disciple means commitment and relationship, well, that's when they lose interest. And then there are those who are just looking for entertainment, you know, the next Thing to amuse themselves, and they also come and go. But then there are those, like the hemorrhaging woman and the desperate parents, who turn to Jesus because he's their last hope, and they have hearts that are truly hoping for and expecting the impossible. And Jesus doesn't disappoint them. In fact, what he offers is beyond their wildest imagination. Jesus is the same today, the one who restores life to the spiritually dead, the one who heals impossible wounds and the solution to all our problems. Yeah, and there's also something, there's a very interesting tie between these two. Both the woman and the girl have the number 12 in common in their stories. The woman hemorrhaged for 12 years and the girl is 12 years old. One was ritually unclean and one had died. So I believe this is a reference to the 12 tribes of Israel. Through their sins, they had also become unclean and spiritually died in their sins. And Jesus curing the woman and bringing life back to the girl represents Christ doing the same for Israel. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com.